This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. And it's time to take a look at today's matchups. Starting Jim Kelly with Mitchell, Ontario versus Thamesford, Ontario. Taz, (sighs) three years in the making and we finally put Mitchell in this tournament. So I got to say I'm pretty pumped because... If loving your hometown is corny, Taz, you can consider me cornier than Mitchell in August. Home of Mitchell Cornfest, Howie Morenz, and the largest collection of beauties you ever did see. And for those who think variety is the spice of life, you'll be happy to know that Mitchell has both a New Orleans pizza and a Godfather's. If you're truly looking for the Ontario small town experience, you can do no better than charming Mitchell, Ontario. And this morning they're taking on Thamesford, some crappy town or something. Who cares? <laughs> Did you say that Mitchell has a New Orleans pizza or is it a New Orleans pizza? What do you mean? I, what, is it an actual New Orleans pizza? Like New Orleans pizza. And so yeah, yeah. There's a New okay. Orleans and a Godfather's Taz. Oh, well. I, I thought it was like a, a generic knockoff of New Orleans called New Arlene's. Like Arlene some lady is, named Arlene. Yeah, some lady named Arlene opened a pizza place. Tried to cash in on her name. Okay, uh, tell us about Glencoe versus Watford. Well, I'll just finish up talking about Thamesford here quickly, Taz, because I don't think that was fair. That was I did kind of nice. brush over them, you know. But uh, uh, Thamesford, uh, what do they got here? Home of the sports team, junior C team, the Thamesford Trojans, which is an appropriate name because they're about to get screwed by Mitchell in this tournament. <laughs> Moving on to Glencoe versus Watford. Watford, hey, what are you going to Watford? Wait, <laughs> Wait how does this go? The old saying in Watford is, hey, you going to Watford? Watford, because they don't have much there, but you've heard of Five Guys Burgers and Fries. How uh-huh. about Four Sisters Pizza and Ice Cream? It's Who either a that, restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> it's either a restaurant or the best way to get over a tough breakup. Four Sisters Pizza and Ice Cream, and they're taking on Glencoe this morning. Glencoe, Ontario is home to one of the hottest stag and doe venues this side of Strathroy. The Glencoe District Curling Club. Go there if you want to get rock hard. And who knows if they are the best small town in the Taz and Jim listening area. I don't know if they'll take home that award, but they already won the award for the town that sounds most like revered actress Glenn Close. Glencoe, Ontario. It's not quite the same as Glen Close, but it's pretty Glen Close. <laughs> also, why don't we learn a little bit about Alveston? They're taking on Forest. Yes, Taz. Forest, Ontario. A town that everybody seems to think they've heard of before, but can never point it out on a map. Where is Forest? I don't know. Somewhere left and up. But Forest, Ontario is actually well known for its PPC, Taz. That's plaid per capita. But it also has a very large amount of GDP. And that's gosh darn petunias down at the Forest Florist. And they're taking on Alvinston this morning. Alvinston is sandwiched right between Simonville and Theodore Town. In Alvinston... 
When you walk through, you'll say, ah, this tiny town is picturesque. What picture exactly is it like? The warning side on the side of a cigarette package. (laughs) Alvinston does know how to recycle, though, as they do use baler twine for hay and for flossing. (laughs) Uh, is, Is Forest Florist a real place? It truly is. Yeah. The forest florist is a real place. You down with GDP? Yeah, you know me. That's Mama Taz's favorite song. She loves gosh darn petunias. <laughs> gosh darn petunias. Also, Almer is taking on ooh Turkey Point today, Jim Kelly. Mm. Yes, Taz. Now, this is going to be a legendary battle here. Because Almer, Ontario, is named after the legendary fictitious hunter, Almer Fudd. Which is appropriate because at night in Almer, it's very, very quiet. On the Almer, Ontario official website, it says, Come to downtown Almer and take in the mecca of quaint boutique shops. Which finally clarifies for me the town slogan, Almer, Ontario. We don't know what the word Mecca means. And they're taking on (laughs) Turkey Point this morning. Hey, have you ever been in a fight before? No. (laughs) Do you want to? Then visit lovely Turkey Point, home of the Turkey Point Hotel. And just like Turkey, this town will make you sleepy because you probably got sucker punched. Oh, that brings me back to my days at the Turkey Point Hotel. <laughs> Have you ever been in a fight before? All right. Well, Turkey Point, they're in a fight today against Elmer. Forest versus Alveston. Watford versus Glencoe. And Thamesford versus Mitchell. Vote for your favorite small towns now. This is a, this is a good example of somebody getting... Uh, uh, the rules enforced in their face. Headline reads, Private jet full of super-rich holidayers is sent back to London, England after group landed in France and tried to get their vill- get to their villa by helicopter during co- coronavirus <laughs> lockdown. Three wow. helicopters were waiting to take them to Cannes. Uh, the pilots of the choppers were fined by police for breaking lockdown. So there's a bunch of people, uh, seven men in their 40s and 50s, and three women. Guess how old the women were? Let me guess. 19 and no older. (laughs) In their 20s. So a little bit older. Uh, They landed in, in France, and authorities are waiting for them, said... Sorry, guys. We're closed for business. you got to get back on your $5 million private jet and go home. The Croatian businessman who was leading the uh, group said uh, to the police, I have money. Let's talk. <laughs> Let's talk. Come on. I have yeah, money. you know what? I think it was implied when you flew here in a private jet and you had a <laughs> helicopter come pick you up. Don't think it needs to be said. And uh, and he said, "Hey, we'll we'll lock we'll lock ourselves down once we get to my villa." But good on the authorities. And I'm saying this out of pure jealousy, right? 
Yeah. Good on the authorities for not letting them go. And I'm sure wherever they went back to, their lives are still pretty awesome. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even just to be on a private jet for five hours sounds like a nice change of pace from what we've been doing for the last four or five weeks. Even an Uber drive would be a treat right now. <laughs> Anything, yeah. Uh, so, super rich people, if you're thinking about getting on your private jet, going to your villa, it's not going to happen for you. Unless you're the Prime Minister of Canada, then you can do whatever you want, apparently. <laughs> Go hang out at a cottage, Easter egg hunts, make sure you post pictures on social media. Let's, uh, let's revisit. This is, this is last week, heading into the long weekend, Trudeau addressing Canadians. Normally, we'd be going to church with our neighbors, searching for Easter eggs with the kids, or sharing a special meal with family and friends. I know that for many Canadians, it won't be easy to celebrate Easter without being surrounded by our extended family or a larger group of loved ones. But we have to do it for the safety of all Canadians. Except for me. I'm getting in the car and I'm going to the cottage to meet my wife and kids. <laughs> and then we're going to have a giant Easter egg hunt outside <laughs> contrary to the exactly uh, what i just said i'm gonna do the opposite yeah <laughs> he also tweeted out about basically said the same thing jim uh before he went up to his cottage for his outdoor easter egg hunt with the family that he uh <laughs> and his wife had it you know what i mean <laughs> like yeah well she's already got immunity so they're good uh, uh, what what was the tweet? Read the tweet that he sent out. It was very similar to the early message, but uh, at Justin Trudeau, whether you're marking Easter, Passover, Tamil, Vishiki, I know it's a big weekend. It's a time when you'd usually get together with your whole family, but as you hashtag stay home to keep everyone safe, remember, you're never far apart when you can stay connected virtually. His motorcade full entourage Saturday afternoon went to the PM summer residence at Harrington Lake. 27 kilometers, crosses a provincial boundary, goes through at least three municipalities. And then he uh, he posted on social media, you know he likes his pickies. He likes his pictures. He posted a, a picture of him and his wife and kids. It's one thing if you, if you just do it and like... Uh, For the memories? Yeah, exactly. Or take the pictures. Don't post them on social media, you dumb dumb. He can't help himself. He needs he needs that Twitter response. He needs He's, selfies. So he has this outdoor Easter egg hunt with his family that he has uh, reunited with, even though he just told us not to do that. And he posts the whole thing on social media. It's it's funny, too, because he blurred out the faces of his kids, which, you know, some parents want to do to keep their kids' identities private. But, like, he thought he was being safe. He took all of that extra care to take care of that part of the photo, too, but didn't think for one second that people might be upset that he went to the cottage with his family. He should have blurred out the entire photo. <laughs> you dumb-dumb. What are you doing? Again, he's 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 working hard. I know he means well, but like, uh, how can you be surrounded by people as the prime minister? Go on television, make that statement, and then do the exact opposite the next day. It's Rules crazy. For thee, not for me. Yeah, he should have called. Uh, you know, he should have called Doug Ford and asked him what he's doing for Easter. Because <laughs> Dougie's killing it right now. 
Everyone's uh, loving, lo- loving Ford Nation. And boy, Doug Ford can sit on a couch and stay home, can he? <laughs> he sure can. <laughs> he wasn't out in the yard. <laughs> he wasn't posting, doing chores. Posting selfies of an Easter egg hunt. That's not Dougie style. The only eggs he was eating were in a pickle jar. <laughs> He totally looks like a pickled egg kind of guy, doesn't he? <laughs> pickled egg and kielbasa sausage sitting on the yeah. couch in his underwear all weekend. Getting pickled. Gotta love that uh, that premiere. <laughs> Do we? <laughs> well, you got it because you don't have another choice where you can hate him, but it's going to do more damage to you than it is to him. Uh, he's, he's doing well. He's uh, got some great uh, some great publicity. During this yeah. this crisis, Trudeau just shot himself in the foot with the Easter egg hunt. That's why he's our COVIDian of the day. A friend of mine sent me a a video yesterday, and I had to have Juan the Colombian uh, do a little edit here. But this is a video that's got going around of a cute little girl who is uh, marking X's on a calendar in her room when her mother asks her this question. What you doing, babies? I'm pulling days up. Oh, yeah? How many days have you been home now? Two fucking <laughs> I hear you, sister. <laughs> no kidding. The kid's face is so deadpan, too, looking right at the camera. Uh, how many days have you been home now, sweetie? Too effing many. <laughs> Sounded like an old soul. Uh, absolutely. Speaking of old souls, uh, Kate Beckinsale, she is going for it here. Um, you know her from the Underworld movies, right? Oh, yeah. Kate Beckinsale is 46, and her new boyfriend is 22. Get it, Kate. And he's Canadian. His name's Goody huh. Grace. Goody Grace, there's a handle for you. He's a Canadian singer-songwriter. They've been dating for a few months now. Uh, her last uh, public romance was with, she was making out at a sporting event with Pete Davidson. Remember mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live? Pete Davidson, who's 26 years old. So she likes him young. She dated uh, another a comedian who's in his 20s, Matt Reif, as well. And it's uh, it seems to be a trend here. Good for Kate her. Beckinsale. She can pull it off. Well, not just good for her, good for those guys. I mean, it's Kate Beckinsale. Can you imagine being in your 20s? Yeah. You grew up watching all those vampire movies, and all of a sudden <laughs> the girl from that, that wears that leather costume and kicks butt. The leather wants onesie. To, wants to go out for dinner with you? I would. Make you dessert? <laughs> Kate Beckinsale, uh, young enough to be her son. Is what the headline here says, uh, TMZ. But uh, listen, it goes the other way all the time, right? Yeah. Let Beckinsale so much, have no, it. Nobody bats an eye about George Clooney dating somebody 25 years younger. And we want to give some kudos out here. Uh, kudos to uh, Bryak Machine. They listen to the show every day in London, Ontario, and their manufacturing company. Who have started making uh, face shields for healthcare workers? 
Very cool. I know a lot of places have, have started doing that, but they sent us a cool video here of uh, th- the 3D printing process that they use to make these face shields. And apparently it's pretty time... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Consuming? <laughs> so, consuming. Time consuming? <laughs> it's very time con- consuming. Yeah, it takes a while to, <laughs> to make every mask. Hey, I had a brain fart there. But uh, they got the uh, 3D printer running all day, every day, and they're uh, making as many of those as they can to keep our healthcare workers safe. So kudos to Bryek. Also, uh, we want to give a kudos to the Coors Brewing Company for making a 93-year-old woman's dreams come true, Jim. <laughs> yeah, this is a woman from Pittsburgh, and like you said, 93 years old. Uh, as a joke, well, as a serious joke, she was serious. She ran out of beer, so she wrote on a cardboard sign, I need more beer, and held it up to the window of her home as her neighbors were walking by. They all had a good chuckle. Neighbor took a picture, posted it online. That picture went viral of the old lady holding up the I need more beer sign. Coors Light saw it, and yesterday they sent her 150 beers to say, uh... Hang tight. And then (laughs) she also then posted a picture of her holding a Coors Light with a cardboard sign saying, got more beer. And she hopefully will make it to 94 now. (laughs) Imagine if she died of alcohol poisoning. (laughs) Ironically. Grandma's grandma's doing shotguns in the backyard. (laughs) Apparently she has one beer every night. Just one. That's that's what that's all I have too. You? Yeah, that's what that's what I tell the girlfriend. <laughs> I just had one. Yeah, just, I, old, I, I don't know. Old cans. Everyone else had a couple. I just had one. <laughs> <laughs> I always love uh, hearing the noises there on the other end of the. Uh, uh, the broadcast here, Jim. I'm in in my office at home. Jim's still in his office at home, and obviously we uh, we don't we, we're used to being in the same room together. So you, you don't have many surprises, but it just sounded again like you fell off your chair, which happens well, every couple days, Jim. I know, I know. I swear, I, I, it's it, I blame the sweatpants that I'm wearing, Taz. But I've dropped my phone. My phone drops are up three hundred percent. I would say just from the sweatpants pockets, and my phone is constantly falling out onto the ground since I've been home in isolation. And I think it's the pants. Yeah, I I hear you because I'm not a fan of shallow pocketed sweatpants. I like a nice deep pocket. Yeah, so much better. I need to bury it in there. (laughs) Getting scratches where you couldn't scratch before? Yeah, Juan the Colombian's talking in my ear. What's going on, Juan? Nothing. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't know I have the two button on. Are you on on the radio right now? I am right now. Oh, okay. I thought you were (laughs) trying to tell me something. This is, hey, good morning, guys. This is just fun, isn't it? What a mess. I'm falling between, off my chair. Yeah, between Juan talking in my ear about something completely unrelated. I think I just got half his grocery list. <laughs> Jim falling over. 
My kid crying in the other room. Broadcasting from home is just a blast. What a dream. I'm really getting used to this. There are a lot of people, though, who say they don't want to go back to normal. They like this uh, this new way of life, staying at home. Mm. What percentage of people do you think uh, would uh, would rather things stay like this than to go back to normal life, if you had to guess? I'm going to say 40%. No, not that high. Okay. 16%. Okay, still high. 16%. This is a story from Billboard say that they'd rather stay at home and make that the new normal. Uh, others with cabin fever, 84% uh, want to return to normalcy. And 60% are consuming more entertainment now that they're working from home. Yeah, no kidding. Of course. <laughs> Obviously. It's so I, easy to get distracted. Yeah. I think those percentages would be way higher if it was like you could work from home, but you could still go out to see your friends or to the bar. Then that number would be like 70% of people would prefer to just stay at home and not go into the office if it was an option. Yeah. I don't know, man. I kind of like going to the office. Like you mentioned the sweatpants at the start of this uh, this segment. <laughs> I... Something about being at work makes you actually do more work. That's true. That is true. When people can see you, you're doing more. I think that as a society, we're much more productive when we all have to leave the house. Yeah, yeah. There's some accountability, some pressure. But in terms of innovation, I think I think technologically and, and just the way we operate, uh, the innovation during this time is going to be huge, right? In terms of communicating, mm -hmm. running uh, business meetings, stuff like that. Like, uh, times are changing here. Oh, yeah. Office work. I mean, they're already projecting that uh, a lot of CEOs and bosses are going to start saying you got to stay at home two out of five days of the week or something like that to cut down costs. I mean, if you didn't have to pay for all that office space... Imagine yeah. all the costs you could uh, you could save, and that's already being speculated. Yeah. Good times. Anything you want to add to the conversation, Juan the Colombian? <laughs> all right. It's good to have you in my ear there, buddy. I'm so uh, sorry about that. I, no, I really no, apologize because okay, sometimes I, I forget the bottom here. And, and it's all Listen, fault, so. I, I know what you're talking about. Nobody else cares. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for going to the radio station every day. I know you've been working hard and, and uh, you've been uh, putting yourself out there for us. Also, Manny, Manny in yeah. the uh, Y108 studios in Hamilton. Thank you for what you're doing. And, and Manny, thank you for not talking in my ear while we're trying to talk on the radio. <laughs> I appreciate sorry. that, too. As people are getting a little stir-crazy, isolated together at home. <laughs> What's the biggest argument you've been in with, with Sarah since you two have been stuck together 24 hours a day, seven days a week, Jim? <sighs> Nothing too serious, I don't think. I She keeps... I don't know why I have this habit, but she starts, she's getting very up, mad about me for leaving the cupboard doors open in the in the kitchen. Uh -huh. For some reason, I have a habit of leaving doors open for no good reason, like when I grab like a mug or a cup or something. Why close the door when you're just going to have to open it again later? I know. It's all about saving calories, right? But <laughs> like we're trying to save on food. <laughs> Each time I open that door, I'm burning a little more food, a little more energy. I, it hasn't gotten out of control. We haven't been at each other's throats, but that was one thing that she she's shaking her head at and getting unnaturally upset about. Yeah, I'd, I'd say my wife, uh, the biggest argument we've had is I stayed up. 
I think I told you this. I stayed up playing online poker until 4 in the morning on the weekend. And when I came to bed, I should have just lied and said that I fell asleep watching a movie. <laughs> because she was not very responsive to, to me staying up till 4 in the morning playing online you- poker. It was with buddies. Like I had, yeah. we had the Zoom thing going, and it's like the first time I've been able to socialize with a, a group of people. So I, I was more interested in that than I was the gambling. Right? It was more about the socializing. Uh, it was a little late, and I kept giving feeding excuses, and she kept batting them away, and I just kept arguing for twelve hours, and then eventually the next night when we were going to bed, I had to apologize and say. I'm sorry uh, for arguing with you all day, but uh, that was kind of my entertainment for the day. There's nothing <laughs> else to do. Yeah, is it really, mean, right? Yeah. If you're up till floor playing poker, who cares as, as long as you're up doing everything you're supposed to do the next day, as long as you're chorny for the what's it got to be do, done around the house. And you're taking care of the kids? Yeah. Yeah, as long as you show up the next day, everything should be fine, was my argument. That was rejected, Jim. That was on the list. You know why dig it up? She wasn't feeling it. Okay. Uh, We got a call here, uh, stuff that you guys are bickering about as you're quarantined together. Good morning. It's Taz and Jim. This is Mesa from Woodstock, and uh, girlfriend and I are living in a nice one-bedroom apartment. It's gotten to the point we can't go to the gym, we can't go for walks, we can't go to the park and play sports or nothing. So uh, there's been a lot of face-to-face interactions. We've now started to fight as to how many mini-eggs and who gets what amount of chocolate and goodies we have left laying around the house. It's gotten to the point that we've started squirreling away goodies like squirrels, and uh, we keep coming upon each other's stashes, and we fight as to how much we keep storing and hiding away from each other. <laughs> this reminds my me is... Wa- Go ahead. My wife hit a bag of mini eggs and 100% no! exact same thing. Wow. Yeah. But she didn't even let me have any before she hid the bag. She hid them knowing that if she left them in an accessible area that I would just plow through those. They're so good, <laughs> mini eggs. I'm with you. They're the best. It's like being a sibling on Halloween. You're hiding all your candy so your brother or sister doesn't (laughs) steal it all. (laughs) You got to ration it out. Here's one mini egg for you, one for me. (laughs) You got some uh, text messages there, stuff that Taz and Jim listeners are, are, are fighting over in quarantine. Here's one. My hubby and I got into a fight because I, quote, Spend too much time in the kitchen. Do normal men complain about their partner spending too much time in the kitchen? I'm pretty sure my time in the kitchen benefits him. Daft asshat. Okay, well, if you're if you're in the kitchen, but you're calling him daft asshat, there may be more to the story here. <laughs> I have a feeling that this goes deeper than you're just in the kitchen too much. But yeah, that's not a... It's not a valid complaint for a partner. If someone wants to go in, like, I mean, is, is she cooking in the kitchen or is she just? Yeah, I don't know. Is she is she drinking in the kitchen? <laughs> that's one uh, o'clock. That's the follow up question. But if she's cooking, why would you complain? It's like, oh, my wife's just giving me way too many BJ's. <laughs> it's the worst. Honey, put on some clothes. <laughs> this is the you're the worst. I can't believe I'm quarantined with you, all this cooking you're doing and other stuff. Oh, man. 
Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.